Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarkey visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right, how are we? Good. Yes. Well, oh. some of us are better than others by the uh, <laughs> judging by that message I got earlier this afternoon. Yes, I'm a bit croaky because I've tested positive to the big C. Oh. So that's In right. the old think... days, that was cancer, but nowadays oh. it's COVID. Oh, I was thinking there's that's a few. True. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's an awful thing to say. <laughs> I was thinking oh, there's a few work days where say... people test positive to the big C, and that's a different kind of C yet again. <laughs> There's no test for that. Yeah, not yeah. Just just what goes on in my head. Apart from uh, our health troubles, which Clarkie and I seem to have come to the other end of. Although I'm still a bit croaky, but I'm fine otherwise. And Swanee's got COVID. What else? What other news have we got? Anything? Hmm. <laughs> uh, Eleven and a half weeks till we go overseas, which we are actually counting down for. So that's exciting. Fourteenth of July. Bastille Day. Yes. What about you, Schmidt? Anything going on with you? No, not really. Your surroundings look different. Yeah, you're in town, yeah. eh? I'm in town. I'm yeah, in the big smoke. smoke. I am, I am. So I was working in the Essendon office today and I will be again tomorrow. So that's fine. You know, I'm trying to get around and see people and be seen kind of thing. Well, you do get around, so that shouldn't be a problem. I get around, round, woo, yeah. So I'm Schmidt. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarkie. And together, together we, we are, are Trial by, by Wine. And what are we drinking today? <laughs> not, even, not, e- not, even a, not even a Coke Zero. It's just water at the moment. I'm only daylight one, so I just need to try and flush as much of it out as I can. And eat. Anyway. Excellent. Well, I'm drinking a... Surprise me. I've got no idea. I can't, I'm not getting a vibe. Normally I, I would lean into sort of a, a gin or maybe a cruise or whatever. I can't tell today. Mango chutney. Mango no, chutney. not today. Today I have a Saint-Joseph Appalachian from the app somewhere in France. It's from the Rhone in France and it's a Syrah. Is it nice? It is nice. It's lighter than an Australian Shiraz. Yeah. But it was it is nice yes so cheers or cheers. as they say in france or do they chin salute is that french or is that italian salute is italian i thought that was italian yeah chin, chin. Chin, chin. 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 Prost is german i think the beer so yeah, who's prost. Gonna... prost sorry prost. Yeah, prost. i don't know why i think it's chin but it's probably not who's got a story for us me 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 thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. It's always amazing how it works out that it's, one of us what a has a story. Deirdre Chambers, what a coincidence. Yes. Although my little, my little research session yesterday was sort of, it, it sort of fell over as I was studying. I could feel myself going downhill and I was like, I don't feel so crash hot. Mm. I don't feel so crash hot. And it was freezing cold and windy and I was like, oh, it's just the weather. It's just the weather. 
and then like through the night, well, actually when I went to bed, I Fevers, was thinking, the night no, sweats. nothing like that. It was my brain. When I went to bed, I was thinking about something that happened in the day and my brain did this thing where I couldn't, couldn't remember it. And like, it was like, I was like, oh God, I'm having a stroke. That was so weird. I thought, oh God, something's not right. Then, you know, went to bed, whatever else. And even this morning, I didn't feel dreadful, but not quite right and took a test. But I was like, if my, it was my brain yesterday was weird. My wiring mm. or anything. Anyway, sorry it about does that. All, it, well, it does all sorts of things to you. Sante. So basically what on. I'm saying is whatever I say, I can't be held accountable for. I couldn't possibly. Okay. I think I'm all having right. some brain issues. <laughs> you know Schmitty will uh, edit it all out anyway. As <laughs> if. Keep yeah. Oh, oh Keep hang on. Sorry, but I've just, right. I was editing Toolbox and, and the box, the other box. The, tool, the, the box people. The box bastards. The toolbox. Oh, Today, yeah. and I was cutting right, left and centre. Can't get oh, that good. in. Oh. oh, God. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, shall I tell you a story? Yes. Yes, please. please. Yes, yes. Today, I'd like to start by telling you about hoarding disorder. Oh, because awesome. I had Tony this, suffers from this. Oh, I had this moment where I'm like, I wonder if there's crimes of hoarding disorder. Mm-hmm. Do you watch the shows? Mm. Oh, okay, no. like, oh, I love it. Oh, so oh, do I. I love it. Oh, and it's one no. of those things, if, if it feeds into you once on like your, you know, social media or whatever, else, then you're like flooded. I, at one point, maybe last year or the year before, I would get another story. I'd be sending them to my brother going, oh, my God, look at this one. Oh, my God, I love it. I'm currently <laughs> well. experiencing the, a crime of hoarding disorder. Oh, in my house in the UK. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> no, not funny. That's true. Sorry, I was laughing and then I went, oh, not funny. <laughs> no, no, no. No one's put a number on it, but I do know because I've seen the footage, the video and uh, pictures. If hoarding used nappies and animal feces is <gasps> part of the disorder, I reckon they suffered from it. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, well, it mm-hmm. is. Nasty. <clears throat> so My uh, soon to be new tenant is cleaning it up and she's doing a mag- magnificent <laughs> job. Good job. So, Swanee, I reckon you'll enjoy this one if you like hoarding. Uh, I think I will mm. very much. Uh, so Me my, too. My like sources. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, yeah, again, I can't stand that either. I love it. Oh, 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 can't oh, wait. <laughs> Go for it. So, so my sources are mayoclinic.org, oh. who, US, who yeah. will tell us not about mayo, but no. they'll tell us all about hoarding. And Surely then, you go to the Mayo Clinic all the time. I'm forever searching for all these ailments that I have and I'm always ending up on the Mayo Clinic website, so I'm very familiar with it, very. Yeah, right. That's yeah. a no from me, but uh, you probably know more about it than I do. And then also uh, one of our faves, All That's Interesting, Medium.com and, of yep. course, Wikipedia. Oh, classics. Classics, yep. Uh, that was enough to get this story. Let me tell you about hoarding disorder. Actually, Swanee, do you want to tell us about hoarding disorder? What I think I understand about it, it's a mental health issue. Yeah. And most people who suffer from it, there may have been a trauma or some kind of mental breakdown at some point. Not not always, but in their past. And they quite often will then be unable to let go of things. And that can range from people collecting things, that'd be the nice end, to people not being able to chuck away used food, never clean up. And then generally what happens is it just manifests and becomes bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where they can't move, they can't live, they can't do anything in in spaces that they're just living amongst usually garbage, right? Yeah, something very similar to that. So um, there is actually a distinction between collecting and hoarding. So collecting is normally when you collect 
similar things within a family, for instance, and they're generally in an organised display or filed away in an organised way, so stamps in a stamp book. Um, Spoons could be in a cabinet or dolls or any any of that kind of thing people can collect. Um, Empty boxes. Whereas... Yeah, whereas bodies, dolls made from bodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is anybody else? I don't know why this is happening to me at the moment, but you know when you start getting fed things on social media, there's a thing at the moment where you had done a story on it, Schmidty, about the re re life. No, the new the dolls reborn about, dolls, reborn, reborn dolls. dolls. Yeah, yeah. Every I time, think I might have seen one or two. Yes, and one of them had a nappy around its head when it was delivered as a newborn baby. I thought, what? Oh, wrong. That was and were, that was like, oh, and here they revealed the doll, and I went, oh, I was going to send it to you, Pear. It'll come up you know, again. You, I'll send it through you know, you can click on it and go see less of these or something. I, I think. I know, that, but you know why I don't? Because I think of you, pair. Every time something <laughs> creepy or weird comes up, and I go to send it, and then I think, oh, they don't need to see that. We'll just, we'll just wait, see if anything better comes up, and it usually does. But yeah, let, I'm the reborn at the moment. They're sending stuff to me. I'm honoured. Yeah, anyway, so hoarding is generally where you have difficulty throwing away or parting with possessions because you believe for some reason you need to save them. Some people will experience distress at the thought of getting rid of the items and over time they'll keep or gather a huge number of items regardless of their actual value. And so it can lead to extremely cramped living conditions where stuff will pile up to the point where there may be narrow pathways winding through stacks of clutter. So, Schmidt, you mentioned Tony is uh, suffering from hoarding. Perhaps at this point it's only the early stages or perhaps that's the real reason you're at the Essendon house at the moment. Do you want to shed, shed some light no, on that? No. I'm, I'm like the opposite. So last year I think he went to the UK and I took the opportunity. He had in the unit, oh. he had one room that was just full of stuff and it was like it's not rubbish, like it's not dirt, it's not food and stuff, but just boxes he he keeps you know empty boxes empty boxes you know when you um get like a nice bottle of wine in a display box type thing keeps those things and like one or two i can kind of understand but he keeps them and he says oh no i'll use them to get use to make a gift for someone else you know to package it up and he never does so yeah i I trashed so much when he wasn't around and the funny thing is, he comes back. He's like, "Oh, it's good. It's nice and neat." He didn't. He has not at no point has he said, "Where's this or where's that?" Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I reckon that's early stages for sure. I think so, but I'm onto it. We got it at our house too. <laughs> in that case, trust me. Really? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, right. Especially that so, box, the box situation. I ended up throwing away so many boxes. Oh, it just drives Everything's me crazy. Everything's ever been open. We've kept the box without. Oh yeah, hey. Pip- so the keeping the box of stuff like glassware and that, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. But also, is there a hoarding disorder that's associated to the cheap shit that Aldi sells? Because uh, that's, that's yeah, yeah. an absolute disease with him. He cannot go into an Aldi without coming out with something <laughs> I don't need, nor do I yes. have space for, yes. and thinks it's just brilliant. Yeah, no, I don't think that's hoarding. I think that's probably more on the retail side of things where you're oh, um, yeah. You know, getting a certain amount of joy from retail therapy. Oh, okay, therapy, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, without right. regard for what's going to happen when you take it home. Where you're going to put it? That's right. Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it can lead to where countertops, sinks, stoves are piled with stuff, and we suffer from that a little bit here, where we often have our bench tops full of stuff. But I like to have things on display so I know where they are. The minute I file something, it's gone. So <gasps> maybe that's got something to do with it. I think I think this um, this story might really 
polarise opinion because I think I'm going to be on one end because I, I can't cope with that clutter. Bring it. I yeah. have to have clear bench spaces. Same here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't. Yeah, oh, does our heads in just watching it, but but yours aren't that bad. I don't judge yours as being particularly bad. Great. <laughs> All right. So when there's no more room inside your home, the clutter may spread to the garage, vehicles, yard, and other storage areas. And I think you know we've all seen things on a current affair ads where there's a neighbour who's got junk piled um, <laughs> in their yard and they're Absolutely. like is this the worst neighbor or any of that sort of stuff so hoarding ranges from mild to severe in some cases hoarding may not have much impact on your life or you may be able to keep it under control or in fact Schmidt, in your case your wife may be able to keep your hoarding under control <laughs> where in other cases it seriously affects daily functioning oh god yeah people with hoarding disorder may not see it as a problem so getting them to take part in treatment can be challenging but intensive treatment can help you understand how your beliefs and behaviors can be changed so that you can live a safer more enjoyable life symptoms of hoarding disorder usually appear during teenage and early adult years which is interesting i wasn't aware of that and as you grow older you may continue getting and holding onto things that you may never use and don't have space for by middle age, the clutter can become overwhelming and symptoms become more severe and increasingly difficult to treat. Problems with hoarding gradually develop over time and tend to be a private behaviour. So you may avoid having family, friends or repair workers in your home and often uh-huh. major clutter has developed by the time it reaches the attention of others. Correct. Know about that one, Schmitty? Mm-hmm. Here are some of the symptoms. So getting and keeping too many items that you may not have need for right now and don't have space for. So that could be your Aldi one, Schmitty. That's my wardrobe. <laughs> right, there you go. See, so maybe you've got some hoarding no, behaviours no, too. No, not at all, not at all. Oh, feel like collecting, yes. collecting, collecting, collecting. <laughs> Definite distinction. Okay. Ongoing difficulty throwing out or parting with your things regardless of their actual value. Feeling a need to save these items and being upset by the thought of getting rid of them. Building up clutter to the point where you can't use rooms. Schmitty, this should be a tick box for Tony, I think. (laughs) Trying to be perfect and avoiding or delaying decisions. I'm not sure about that one. And problems with planning and organising. Before we go any further, have you never never watched Hoarders? (laughs) No, I have seen an ad for it though. Yeah. It is a show that just gives. I don't know what it is about that show, but it is. Mm-hmm. It's so fucked up. It's awesome. You yeah. just can't believe that people are so attached to a dirty old newspaper or, I don't know, like they, some of them shop constantly to buy the same things. They've, they don't have the money for it. They've, you know, they, Their kids have got no bedrooms. Oh, it's just it's horrendous, but it's, it's like you can't look away. It's like a train crash. Yeah. So getting uh, too many items can result in things like disorganised piles of, or stacks of items such as newspapers, clothes, paperwork, items that crowd and clutter your walking spaces and living areas rooms that can't be used, things like not being able to sleep in your bed, build up of food or trash to large unsanitary levels. Correct. Distress or problems functioning or keeping yourself, others and pets safe in your home. Conflict with others who try to reduce or remove clutter from your home. Absolutely. Relationship issues, avoiding social activities and employment problems. And with hoarding disorder, items are usually saved because people believe these items are unique or that they'll need them at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. They feel emotionally connected to items that remind them of happier times or represent beloved people or pets. Mm -hmm. They feel safe and comforted when surrounded by these things and they don't want to waste anything. Just in terms of 
causes Akali, you mentioned mental health. This actually says it's not clear what causes hoarding. Yep. But ge- genetics, brain function and stressful life events are being studied as possible causes. I hope COVID isn't one of them. That's where I might be headed with this little Yeah, well, let's, let's see. Let's see how it goes. And what they're saying is risk factors include personality. So many people who have hoarding disorder have a behaviour style that includes troublemaking decisions and problems with attention, organisation and problem solving. Family history. So there's a strong association between having a family member who has hoarding disorder and having the disorder yourself mm. and stressful life events. So some people develop hoarding disorder after experiencing a stressful life event. They have difficulty coping with such as the death of a loved one, divorce or losing possessions in a fire. And then some of the complications are increased risk of falls, injury or being trapped by shifting or falling items, family conflicts, loneliness and social social isolation, conditions that aren't clean and can be a health risk, a fire hazard, poor work performance and legal issues such as eviction. So that is uh, what I'm going to tell you about hoarding. And now I think we should talk about some of history's most famous hoarders. And when I say oh. some, it's uh, two brothers, brothers called the Collier brothers. Mm, okay. Probably haven't heard of them. No. I certainly hadn't. Uh, So Homer and Langley Collier were brothers who were born in 1881 and 1885, respectively, and they lived together in a brownstone in Harlem, New York. Their father, Dr. Herman Collier, was a Manhattan gynaecologist at Bellevue Hospital, and together with his wife, Susie Collier, he moved the family into the Harlem brownstone in 1909, but the couple separated around 1919, and Dr. Collier moved to a new home while Susie stayed in the house with Homer and Langley. The brothers never married and remained living with their mother. Both brothers had attended Columbia University. Homer received a degree in admiralty law, while Langley pursued chemistry and engineering. Langley also worked professionally as a concert pianist for a short period of time. Quite diverse. Mm. In 1923, Dr. Collier died and left everything to his sons. This included all of the equipment from his medical practice, which the brothers moved into the house. Their mother died in 1929 and also left all her possessions to them. Both brothers continued to live in the home and Homer practiced law while Langley was a piano dealer. Homer lost his eyesight in 1933 and Langley quit his job to be the caretaker of his brother. Homer later became paralysed due to another medical issue. So they've got all the stuff from their mum and dad and Langley's not working and Homer is more or less housebound. So it was that at that time that the brothers started to become more secluded. It was around the time of the Great Depression and this led to the brothers becoming more fearful of changes that were taking place in the neighbourhood. They were also concerned with the change in racial demographics with more African-Americans moving into vacant apartment buildings. Their normal, if slightly odd, lives were derailed when, in 1932, Homer suffered a stroke that caused him to go blind. They'd already begun to withdraw from the neighbourhood around them due to their fear of the new, predominantly black and poor community that was beginning to appear in Harlem. But it was after this blindness struck that the two brothers fully withdrew. Mm. I'm not sure if there's a karmaric. Is karmaric a word? No. Karma-related? The karma-related link. um, Or karma-related, yeah, okay. But if there was, I could understand. Langley took care of his brother as best he could, but the two of them flatly refused to see any doctors. 
Langley would feed Homer a diet of 100 oranges a week, black bread (laughs) and peanut butter, which he claimed would eventually cure his brother's blindness. Wow. He would also read literature to his brother and play him classic sonatas on his piano. Homer eventually developed rheumatism that left him entirely paralysed but still rejected any medical help. At this point, the Collier brothers had lost any source of income and the city had shut down their utilities for failure to pay. Langley, who was a skilled engineer, then jerry-rigged an old Ford Model T the family had owned to act as a generator for the house. (laughs) He would use pumps at local parks as a source of water and used a small kerosene heater to warm their house. So it's quite ingenious. Mm. Anyone could say these pair weren't clever to start with. He would hoard items, including baby carriages, rusted bikes, records and empty bottles and tin cans. He would purchase and hoard thousands of unused instruments, books and fabrics. He would also collect stacks and stacks of newspapers that he stated were for when Homer would regain his sight. Mm. The Collier brothers' eccentricities brought them infamy within the neighbourhood. The stories then gained widespread attention in 1938 when the New York Times reported that they had turned down an offer of $125,000 for their Harlem brownstone, Mm. an entirely untrue claim. Within the article, the Times implied that the brothers had amassed some kind of great material wealth within their home. The article generated a huge amount of attention around the Collier brothers and led to a number of burglary attempts on the house. Langley, with his engineering knowledge, built a huge number of intricate booby traps to deter would-be thieves. (laughs) (laughs) And some neighbourhood kids threw rocks through a window. The brothers Mm. boarded up all the windows and wired the doors shut. I mean, what could go wrong? Despite living in destitution, the Collier brothers seemed to have a considerable amount of money saved up for extreme circumstances. When the neighbours began to peek in on the brothers, they paid $7,500 in cash for the neighbour's house. So that's roughly $120,000. Small way to fix it. Yeah, yeah. So then starting in 1938, however, the Collier brothers began to receive too much attention. Mm. Things only got worse for the brothers when gas workers for Consolidated Edison came to the house in 1939 to remove two gas meters that had been shut off in 1928. Crowds began to gather during the incident as workers forced their way into the brownstone. And in August 1942, the Bowery Savings Bank sought payment for three years of delinquent mortgage payments or they would begin eviction procedures. The bank formally began those procedures in November 1942 and sent workers to clean out the home. The police were called to the home after Langley refused entry to the workers and when they tried to break down the front door, they could not get in because of the pile of debris that went from the floor to the ceiling. When police and workers finally got inside, Langley was in the middle of a room on top of a pile of junk. He promptly wrote a cheque for $6,700 to pay off the mortgage and ordered everyone to get out of the house. For the next four and a half years, Langley continued his after-midnight excursions into the outside world to collect more things and food. But everything came to an end in 1947. An anonymous person contacted the police on March 21st, 1947, claiming there was a foul smell coming from the house. Oh, and, yuck. A, and a dead oh. body was inside. Oh, God. An officer responded to the tip and attempted to get the tip as in the tip off yeah, as yeah. opposed to the tip that was the house. 
and attempted to get into the home but found there was too much debris to get in. Mm. Any other doors were locked and the basement windows were covered with iron bars. Seven men were called to the home and they began clearing all the junk and debris from the entry. There was nowhere to put it except on the street outside. One patrolman was able to get through a second-storey bedroom window, but it was completely blocked by boxes, newspaper bundles, and other items tied together. After digging for five hours through the items and trash that went to the ceiling, they found Homer's body slumped over. Homer was identified by a medical examiner who said, he had been dead for around 10 hours due to starvation and heart disease. Mm. It's funny he smelled that quickly. I'm surprised by it that. It is. It is. Could they smell when they got there? Yeah. Decomposition starts the second you die, basically. Okay. You remember I was carrying on about yes. the lack of smell the other yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Police, could, <laughs> police couldn't locate Langley in the home and suspected he might have been the anonymous person who left the tip and then left the house. In fact, the tipster was a neighbour who had been acting on rumours he had heard. The police waited for Langley to return, but he never showed. Reports of sightings of Langley were made in coming weeks, but none of them turned up anything. And when Homer's funeral came and went on April 1st, 1947, police suspected Langley was possibly dead. I was going to say, have we emptied the house yet? Is he in the house? We haven't emptied the house yet. okay. Maybe there was a bad Police and workers continued to search the house clearing debris and carefully steering clear of it, the booby traps amongst the rubbish. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine that job? Like, I should laugh. Well, don't I... move that. Oh, booby trapped tip, basically. Workers removed everything from stacks of old newspapers and boxes to a radiator, bicycles and musical instruments. They found glass chandeliers, dressmaker dummies, broken bottles, oil stoves, and trunks filled to the brim with other items. They also found a human skeleton, an x-ray machine, five pianos in the basement. Five pianos? Five pianos and 25,000 books. 76 trombones. Yeah, yeah, in the big parade. That's right. (laughs) On April 8th, 1947, a worker discovered the body of Langley Collier under the debris in a narrow tunnel okay. only 10 feet away from the spot where, where, his, brother he, was found. where his brother had been yeah. found. The medical examiner estimated that Langley had been dead anywhere from two weeks to a month and without a caretaker, Homer had starved to death. Oh, that's sad. It was believed that Langley had set off one of his heavily weighted booby traps and had been trapped under a large box or crate unable to move or breathe. Pretty hard to breathe in there to start with, let alone with a box. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, how awful. Could have picking these cheery ones, aren't you, Clarky? I know, right? Um, I actually actually had thought you might have got a whole lot more humour along the way from the the hoarding side of things. Well, because I can picture it, and I I must admit I'm a little triggered because of my (laughs) own situation. So, you know, some of this is funny, some of this is just revolting. Well, just wait for the time when Tony starts booby-trapping his hoard. He'll go I don't away think and I'll you be could with end him up. by then. <laughs> if that if that's where we go, that's that's a showstopper for me. Yeah. But if you don't know <laughs> and you get trapped under um, true, true. one of them, then so just beware. Next time you gotta clean it out, 
Yeah, okay. It could be booby trapped. And well, don't let Tony hear this episode because it might give him an we've idea. We've moved. Yeah. We've moved and I know where everything mm-hmm. is because I unpacked the house and so I don't think we'll get in that state. Fair warning. A crowd grew outside the brownstone to an estimated 5,000 people Whoa. while workers continued to empty the home, removing around 120 tonnes of junk <gasps> and placing it on the street. The house was condemned and raised in July 1947. It's raised with a Z, so burnt. Yeah. Down to the ground, yeah. And the term the Collier Brothers became a saying with New Yorkers referring to something that was a mess. The site where the house previously sat became a vacant lot that was developed into a pocket park named after the brothers called Collier Brothers Park. Oh. And sadly, that's the end of my story. So it was only very short. I had thought it would go for a lot longer than that. Well, that's all right. As I said, I was a bit triggered. So I'm just going to show you um, before we talk about the colliers and obviously their illness. This was sent to me last year, I think it was, or the year before. And this was about where my then tenant said that they had fallen ill and they hadn't been able to clean for a couple of weeks. That's the bedroom that I used to live in. (laughs) For our listeners, we're looking at a hoarder situation. With someone saying I couldn't Jesus. clean for a couple of weeks, and the, there is not a, a well, no, that is there's an there's six inches of floor that you can see mattresses on the floor too, you know, not in a base. I was I couldn't clean because I was too busy messing the place up. By the looks I couldn't of clean because I was a feral, and that's the photo they chose to send you. Yeah. No, no. What what happened was an electrician went into the property. You know, you said earlier about not wanting maintenance people to come in. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, as things progressed through this process, exactly that. So every time the agents tried to inspect and it all came to a head because we were trying to get someone in because you have to do a gas certificate every year. It's a legal requirement. And the tenants just weren't responding to any phone calls, nothing, because they didn't want anyone to see the state of the house, obviously. And it's worse, by the way. How it ended up is worse than what I showed you because that's uh, 18 months ago. And there are other images of cans full of cigarette butts there's not a single surface that's uncleaned at the time uh, sorry that's not covered in something at the time uh, she contacted me and said yes I've fallen a little behind I think I need some help and interestingly I believe if this is true that got the help of a local tv production company to come in and clean it out in some kind of hoarders show yeah which is interesting which I've never seen and yes and so it was cleaned up for a bit Unfortunately, it fell back into a state of disrepair. So, yes, when you, I mean, I do find it all fascinating, but I'm also the victim currently as a landlady of people who hoard. So the electrician went in, couldn't do his work, refused to work in that situation. The house was also, I believe, rat infested, probably flea infested too. And he said, I can't work like this. And so he took the photos to prove why he couldn't do his work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at the time she complained and, and but there's there's no personal identifying in, in, in stuff in the photographs. It could be anyone's mess. I just know it's my house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so and that that's probably not that bad. That's just clothes, right? So arguably 10 lots of washing and you're sorted. But the floor. It's only the, one room. Yeah, yeah, and the all the carpets have to be replaced. The floors of the kitchen have to be fixed. Windows are smashed. <gasps> Things have been taken. How like old the, is this person? Not well. It's it's yeah. not about age. It's about You're someone right. who's not well. And it, right. it goes back to what you're talking about, Clarkie, around the reasons that people. And I wouldn't say this person's a hoarder. I would say um, things got 
too much yeah. for them. Yeah. And yeah. so, and it's family of little kids and all sorts. So, you know, yeah. And I think it, that it starts somewhere, right? So if, mm-hmm. you know, if things, if people hadn't intervened, who knows where that could have ended up. But, you know, I guess that's that's the piece around you, you would have had to have intervened and they probably don't like you now because. Unfortunately, I did you... have to serve notice, but we didn't even get to serve notice because they did a runner. Because of the gas certificate situation, I didn't, I wasn't really left with any choice but yeah. to say, I'm sorry if you don't let us do the gas certificate then i can't continue to have you in the house because it's not safe not legal yeah Mm. Mm. so we'll have to serve notice and i think from what i understand the agent went round was going to go around and do the notice but they did a runner in the night and it was and i found out through the whispers of the town you know it's a small country town and and so people reached out to me to let me know that this was going on and of course it everyone knew where it was everyone knew the situation because it's a small country town yeah so yeah it was it's a bit awkward but and look i have i have a sense of where it all started it starts with illness it starts with uh, lots of children so a couple of small children it starts with the collier brothers didn't have children no, but in this instance, I think that without giving away too much information, that there were lots of children and self-declared illness as well at the time, uh, which is unfortunate, but they're not there now. And I'm just going through the extremely expensive and arduous process of getting it repaired and re-rented. And don't bother with landlord insurance is my advice to anyone out there. What a waste yeah, of time right. that is. Yeah. At its worst, like you can literally see piles of rubbish and junk in rooms that I think, Carly, you might have mentioned this. People can be sitting on the top Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen and, it. And being at roof height kind of thing, which which is the image I've got with um, Langley writing the cheque. A hundred percent. So there yeah. was one, I saw one on TV. I've seen a few actually because like Carla, I'm a little bit, not obsessed, but, you know, if, if that's on telly, I'll watch it, right? Yeah, right. And Get drawn in. What was, there was a program in the UK about these, Someone in Aggie, I can't remember their names, and they used to go and help out hoarders and filthy houses and stuff and really do them up. But there was one I remember where that you couldn't get in the front door. You had to go in a side door around the back and everyone had to climb up. Like it was like you were mountain climbing in a room till you mm-hmm. hit the ceiling and there was like a maybe a foot space for you to get yeah, through yeah. into yeah. the next room. <laughs> and the son was living with the mother and the mother was the main hoarder, but the son wasn't like oh yeah mum we have to throw stuff out but never did and he had like a little space a little room somewhere that he was sort of half hoarding and living in and the daughter was awful actually when I think about it the daughter wasn't living with them and she was trying to get help right so I think she called in the uh, tv show and the mother they they had like a garage sale of stuff and the mother stood there to your point earlier Carla going no 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 we can't give that away oh, no you can't have that and like, that. like grabbing everything back yeah. that they were trying yeah, to give yeah. away in the especially thing. broken things and things that are totally destroyed and they're like oh no we might be able to use that and, and the son was enabling it that. too and the, the daughter's like you are you are enabling mum you know we've got to stop this it's not good it's not healthy and they were vile and they turned on her like she was the problem and she was heartbroken this girl she just wanted to help her mother and her brother I don't know what there was probably a trauma in that story too somewhere along the line but yeah it was the how do you live like it most of the stories how do you eat I know you even get to the fridge you know it's weird and there were people that either were most of them people had an idea outside that something was going on but some had kind of normal jobs and whatever else and it was just a you know shit fight once you got past the front door but so many of them had situations where it was a mum or a dad 
and had teenage or, or, or no no teenage mm. or young 20 something children mm. who were the ones who'd sought help on their behalf and yeah. the amount of times the person who was the hoarder could not prioritize their family their children over hoarding was i reckon probably 75 25 it was unbelievable and the kids would be be crying going you've chosen this over me and they could not not go no I really need that stuff you don't understand you don't understand oh it's such a hard thing to watch where they're prioritizing you know a a wet old newspaper that's infested with I don't know dog feces like that just anything unbelievable and the the kids seem pretty normal going please mum you know just let these people help you but, I mean, so often, or they, they, they were so bad, they could sometimes, they'd, like, send in squads of people with this, you know, 1-800 junk. They would take yep. tons and tons away. Skips. Sometimes they could only do two rooms. Sometimes they wouldn't be allowed to do more than, you know, the smallest amount. Sometimes they'd have a, gr- you know, great success, but you'd be left going, oh, I don't know. I don't know how they'll go after they leave. It is yeah, full did, on. Did it I ever go cure back whatever to, causes it. Never. It just clears the shit out, yeah. Do they I've ever never go back to it 12 months later and go, here's what the house looks like? Well, what I would find is I was watching, um, what's the A&E network? I don't know what that is out of the US, but that was the network that had done this hoarders show. When it started being fed into my, I guess Facebook profile or whatever else, if you watch one, then they'll send you another, they'll send you another, you'll send you another. Mm, and, of course, mm. I'd watch them and I'd be going, oh, my gosh, when did this happen? And then there'd be all this stuff underneath where people were commenting going, this was from, you know, 2009 or 2011 or whatever it is. And some people kind of knew something else had happened, but I could never find yeah, you know, right. an, an, an alternative outcome. But mm. you know, Well, know. even those current affair things where you've got someone whose backyard is full of trash yeah. and they go to the thing to interview them and they're yelling. Yeah. You know, like, get off my land. Telling yeah, them, yeah, 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 totally. When I was quite young um, in university, a friend of my brother paid me to clean his house. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I went into the house and it was a hoarder situation, but it wasn't uh, dirty, like it wasn't food and trash and stuff. But yeah. there were newspapers on yeah. every inch of the floor, right, and stuff everywhere. So I picked them all up and put them in rubbish bags, but I didn't throw them out because, you know, I'm sure I thought I'll look you know, I'm not really sure I should throw it out. And we cleaned that house, me and a friend, and I think it took us probably two days. And it was clean and he gave us the money and I was quite satisfied with the job. And apparently the minute we left, those bags were opened and all of that paper, all that newspaper was put back on the floor. Hoarder. Or insulation. Yeah. I don't understand. And, and, you know, and that's the point. I just well, don't understand. was planning understand. on fouling the floor. No, no. Oh, yeah. No. He thought, maybe he thought he was a bird. You know how you yeah, used yeah. to put newspaper totally on the bottom know. of the bird cage? Yeah. No, I did find oh. a cock ring, but apart from that. Oh, jeez. You oh. did not, did you? <laughs> did you keep yeah. that? No. Great bangle. It was rather amusing because I was with a very innocent high school friend of mine who was like, what's that? I'm like, none of our business. I don't know that I would have known what it was. Mm. I don't know if I still know I was a, I was a deviant when I was that age. Anyway. You? Yeah. When you were were a 70-year-old woman. This was, no, this was when I was about 20, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because you remember you were were old. You you were quite Benjamin Button. (laughs) That's right. I'm aging backwards. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, yes, I digress. But I've I've experienced it a couple of times. And I I joke about Tony being a hoarder. But uh, he certainly likes to collect bits and pieces. It's not out of control. I think actually, though, you know, if certain circumstances changed or a major trauma happened, you could see it getting out of control. Yeah. Like the amount of clothing 
is extraordinary. It's got more clothes than me. I find it really satisfying chucking things out. Mm. Yeah. And, and when I say chucking things out, I don't mean just filling the rubbish Randomly. bin, but, you know, yeah. like going, we'll donate this to the salvos or, yeah. you know, th- this can go there, but that we'll throw out. But, but just cleaning, decluttering is such a nice thing. How many old newspapers do the salvos want? You know, that's that's the sort of stuff I can't get recycle. my head around. How many Aldi catalogues, for God's sake, does a person mm. need to have? Oh, yeah, yeah, none is the Yeah, answer. you recycle it, you recycle it, I know. But that's the sort of yeah. thing that you just think, why? There's no excuse just... for that stuff. <laughs> oh, it drives me crazy. But imagine the, the burden it would become. <gasps> the boxes, the, the idea of keeping the empty box for everything that you ever bought. Why? If you're yeah, using yeah. it, why are you putting it away? Oh, if we move, we're not moving. Put it in the bin. If yeah, we move, yeah. we'll get moving boxes. Well, we can always yeah. get more. Carla, what's that lady? I'm asking this as your as the you know, because you're the um, pop culture queen. Yeah. What's that lady who says <laughs> if I you know. don't get joy from it, chuck it out? Marie Kondo. Isn't Kondo. That's yeah, Marie Kondo. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't buy into. Imagine that, her going into a hoarder's house because it would be like. You know the the devil drinking holy water or something. She she would go in there and go if this doesn't give you joy. Ah, like it brings me horrid visions when I touch this <laughs> bottle of urine that someone's hoarding. That, I think there's an update from. Oh my god, that was one of my other tenants. It's a so real thing. They what? had they had Bottles? I think it was something like eight big two three liter bottles of urine in the top bedroom cupboard. It wasn't so much that they were hanging on to it because they were close to it. It's that they couldn't be bothered walking downstairs to the toilet. So he would wee. And then when they moved out, they left all of that and all the rest of their <gasps> excretia in the house. You know, urine-soaked mattresses. Where do you find these people? Not the first time I've gone through this, which is probably oh. why I'm oh, not honey. that rage-filled. I'm just like, so here we go up. again. So <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Anyone That's... want to buy a house in the southwest <laughs> of England? Slip into my DMs. I find that DMs. so sad. <laughs> I find oh. that really sad because you put so much effort with such a mm. beautiful home. Yeah, it's just yeah. disgusting. Because it really but this is the thing nice with tenants, too. right? I know. It's not all tenants. I was a brilliant tenant. You know, I looked after the house before I even bought it off yeah. my landlady. It's Same. not everyone. It's just some people uh, don't respect things. Well, look, some people don't respect things even when they own it. I was going to yeah. say when it's not yeah, theirs. But yeah, true. Honestly, people just, yeah. some people are just gross. Uh, not living by our standards, let's put it that way. So mm. the show that I saw had someone who'd hoarded to the point where they couldn't use the toilet anymore. Oh, God. And so she was she was weeing in a bottle, like in a soft drink bottle yeah. and putting the or an orange juice bottle or whatever, putting the lid on it and leaving that in the piles. Yeah. And then she had to um, go to the toilet outside, so poo outside. Yeah. <laughs> and so she would do that. And you imagine that building up, you know, day oh. after day after day. Oh, God. Like, so gross. And I, I went, once had a job, and I won't say where it was, but I had to go and visit people. And I went to one person's house and they'd been so concerned about the wasting water that they no. decided that if they If it's yellow, then it's mellow? Well, yeah, except they were weeing in buckets, like, you know, big, big, like 20 litre buckets. And so there were about three or four of them around the toilet that were mostly full. And and I think the theory was that they would tip them all down the toilet at once and then push flush, except they didn't. And I made the mistake of saying, do you mind if I go to the toilet? And was like, what? 
is this? Like, that is not okay. Look, if you're not keeping your urine to bleach clothing as they did in the medieval years, (laughs) then there is no good reason to keep your urine, you know? Thank you. Just saying. Thank you. This is a stomach turner for all the reasons that... That hoarding is. That is. Oh, and you haven't even covered dead cats yet. I do remember seeing an episode of one where there's a woman who was a cat lady as well Um, and, you know, couldn't really look after the cats either. And cats would get old or tired or sick or something and they'd go into some part of the house and die and then they'd get, like, you know, stuff just put on top of them because she hadn't noticed they were there. What was the name, Carla? You'll remember this. Yeah. A- Aggie and someone. It was an English oh, yeah, yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, that's who I thought you were going to say, Mary Kondo. Exactly. Is that like pressing flowers? Kim, uh, Kim, <laughs> Kim, Kim. Kim and Aggie. It could Kim. have been Kim and Aggie. And they went into houses and they did this job of cleaning them up. And I remember one of them, I'm pretty sure it was with them, where they had it was, it was Kim a number and of Aggie. dead cats, a number of dead cats and animals that they extracted no. from this house cleanup. Yeah. It wasn't. You got the sense that the cat had maybe died of oh, probably, you know, um, neglect, but but I don't think they were torturing the animals. The animals would just die and then you couldn't, and they find couldn't them get because to them they were to throw in them out. this enormous pile of detritus of their lives. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Kim Woodburn yeah. and Aggie mm. McKenzie, How Clean Is Your House was the show that was big That's in the UK. Thank you very much. And if you haven't seen oh. that, Clarky, you should. How can they call it How Clean Is Your House and then go and visit hoarders? Because that would give... People anxiety kind of about going, well, maybe I need to vacuum my floor or something. But oh, I haven't seen the floor in 40 like years. Yeah. They came in with massive skips that they filled with everything and just gutted the houses. I yeah. would like to see a game show. You know how they did that wife swap show? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see one where they got a hoarder and an, someone with OCD for cleaning to swap houses. <gasps> I think they did home. on Wife Swap. I think they had a few like that was grotty, the whole, yeah, correct. Grotty ladies and then OCD ladies. I'm pretty sure. I would just love someone who, you know, has to keep everything spotless to go into a hoarding house and someone who's a hoarder to have to go into a completely spotless house and see how they lived. Yeah, but or, they hated it. Or died, as the case may be. <laughs> From memory, the people who were the hoarders thought, thought that there was a lack of freedom in... Being clean. <laughs> I wondered if they had agoraphobia or something. But then the, the poor OCD person, would would they try to clean they everything? They like to live in a space yeah, of two yeah, inches, yes, you know? Yes, exactly that. <laughs> I can see walls. What is this place? It's freaking me out. There's too much space around should, me. Quick, yeah, build yeah. a column of newspapers and shit. Oh, and sometimes literally, literally shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, the, the latest photos, it was funny. Well, I suppose it was funny. Latest photos of my current situation was they had vacated and there had been animals in the house and I'd only given permission very late towards the end of their tenancy to have a dog. But apparently they had cats. They didn't, pay, they didn't give a shit. I lived overseas, you know, and my and my um, real estate agents clearly were not doing a very good <laughs> job. But they also had a snake in the house, interestingly. Anyway. Oh, it was, in, it was in it was in it's in an aquarium. In it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say that wouldn't be a wild snake like you'd get here. That would have to be a pet snake. It was a pet snake. It was left behind, and I think it probably froze to death or starved to death. But it was uh, sadly. You didn't make the run for it with them. No, but how's that? Like, who leaves their pets when you do a runner, and then and then complains about the mishandling of their beloved eleven-year-old snake? Moving on. <laughs> but there was this thing. There was sort of like poo gate because. 
uh, there were people who got people who got into the house, oh. and they were very concerned about whether there were other animals in the house. Right? I think this girl who does sort of animal con- uh, conservation and, and welfare stuff, and she was the one who actually contacted me in the first place to say that this thing had happened because she had been there to try and rescue the snake. And they get in, and she sends me a photo. And says, "I think there's still an animal in the house because." Several hours or a day earlier, a photo was taken in a particular area and then the next day another photo was taken and there was a phantom poo had appeared on the mat that wasn't there the day before. So they were convinced there was an animal in there. I had the estate agent and another bloke check it out. They couldn't find it. But if it was a cat or something, it could have left when they came in. And the front door was open apparently. It could have been crocodile poo. (laughs) Remember the episode (laughs) a while back when there were crocodiles being found in the UK? In the UK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably in my basement. Probably in my basement. Swanee, I've got a question for you. Yeah? So with Schmitty talking about her first-hand experience with hoarding, I yes. just want to revisit, is there actually a crime that Schmitty doesn't have personal experience with? <laughs> oh. I don't know that there is. This I've, is just another one. I thought, I thought surely wanna... she won't know about this, but no. But ding oh dong. Oh, my God. Not, 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 not only did she know about it, she's got her own hoarder. I'm living on it. The book. She's yeah. got several experiences of it. So what would you do if you had a hoarder? How would you sentence oh. them? To clean living. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I think that is the question. How how would you? How could you? It's a really tricky one because it's an illness. Mm-hmm. It's sort of so psychopathy. Just saying, so... you know, if I go around murdering people, I have an illness. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't be put away. Yeah, but I mean, I think a hoarder is already put away by their own hoarderingness, hoarderage, oh. hoarderitude. But but it's it's so antisocial, isn't it? But isn't that the point? What I found was a lot of the people, like in, in which was quite different to Schwinny's situation, a lot of people were doing it to their own property. That was yeah, beyond. Yeah. You know I mean? That's and so normal, yeah. what would quite often well, happen is. That's preferable in my opinion. I totally, <laughs> I totally agree. So it should be. If you're prepared to treat something so poorly, it better be yours. Mm. But what I found was a lot of them were, they, it, was, it had got to a point where it was crisis. The local government, the local whatever it was, government body whatever it was Mm. about to come in because it was a a risk to people around it was a health and safety issue correct yeah so their family would come in say we've got to we've got to get this sorted because if not you're going to be evicted and that they couldn't even make sense of that you know just Mm. very rarely occasionally but i need all this stuff yeah but rarely it did and the the ones where that was going to be the situation is when they could strip stuff out and they'd strip there were just there were holes in the floor. There were, you know, there was so much damage done to the building itself. Imagine the weight. How Rotting. many tons yeah. did you say were yeah. removed? Like five pianos. One hundred and twenty tons. Five pianos and yeah. seventy six trombones, and they were in the basement, so they couldn't well, fill through. Well, the seventy six trombones are a bit. Imagine easy. if they had a found the big parade. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, imagine that. No wonder it smelled with all those dead trombonists. So, yeah. Schmidt, you said it's quite common. I'm wondering. I think it's relatively common. It's I'm more wondering common than when a think. project home builder like Metricon is going to do a display home for hoarders. Because <laughs> you know how they're always so pristine and open. I would like to see one that caters to hoarders to just go, this is how you could style your trash pile or your hoarding to make your lounge room look perfect for you but see i don't think a person who's developed hoarding i don't think they go out and go i'm going to buy another house and move there and hoard more (laughs) no No, i think it's one of those things where they have become a hoarder in their own environment and they there's a tipping point where you it's now too much and i can't get away from it anymore so i kind of embrace it 
But what if you, because I said it starts in your teenage to early 20s, if you start hoarding and you're not living in your own home, but you go, this is the life for me and I, I need to get a house, why shouldn't they be entitled to go and see what a house could look like if they were hoarding? But surely it's just about uh, square meterage of a room, right? No. So when you go, yeah, 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 when we were looking for a house, I looked on all of the plans and I was like, how big is the bedroom? How big is that bedroom? Okay, I think a four metre by four metre bedroom is quite large. I can imagine at least five pianos in there, let alone my 76 trombones and, you know, 16 tonne of uh, newspapers. Well, you couldn't because you're not a hoarder, but they always show them in pristine condition. So it's hard to imagine what it's going to look like when you move into it. But to your point, that's because you're not a hoarder. A hoarder would be able to go, oh, I How can't go paper? and see one with messy bench tops, which, you know, we would Really disappoints have. you, doesn't it? Well, I just feel like it must be so hard choosing the right home as a hoarder without <laughs> being able to, you know, you can, you can buy this home exactly as is or you can make your own modifications and here's what it would look like as a hoarder. Maybe it's a business idea. Maybe we need to invent an app. You know how uh, Dulux brought out a thing that you could put a picture of your own home or something and if yes. you put the colour scheme up, it yeah, gives yeah. you yes. sense. Yes. And yeah. we invent the same thing and we sell it into the Metricons and oh, yeah, whoever yeah. else Because you know. they do, it's a good point, they do do virtual tours. Virtual tour. So Again, this is the 3D a tour as option. a hoarder. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Brilliant. How many children do you have? How many pets do you have? Are you a hoarder? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Okay. Do you hoard predominantly cardboard? Do you hoard animal feces? What you know? What items? Okay. And then you can have different yes. scenes in the rooms to depending on what you like to hoard. Also, you could have like a shopping cart which had all of the things that people might hoard, and so it could say newspaper. And you know, I've got a hundred newspapers, so they get scattered all over the floor, or. I've got, in the case of Homer and Langley, I've got 25,000 books. You know, do you want them neatly on a bookshelf because you're a collector or do you want them in one big pile or scattered randomly throughout the house? I mean, I think Stacked up against the wall so you can read the binding, yeah. Stacked up against the window so that your African-American neighbours don't rob you because you're racist and you think that that's what's going to happen? Schmitty, I think you'll have to edit this out because I think this is a, a proposition we should go into. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. So, yes. You don't want to seize on your business thing. idea. You're going to have a go at me for being racist. I'm like, that's not fair. And I thought, hang on a minute, I think he's calling that this is a bit on the nose. Yeah, and I'm like, no, no. I was distracted because the woman who's cleaning my house up was confused about what a formal quote is, so I was letting her know. And then I was, suddenly I heard... <laughs> that foreign concept. Writing. Mm, it's in writing. Then I, then I heard, Schmitty, we've got to edit this out. I'm like, hey. I heard something about African American. I heard something that sounded yeah. a little bit racist, but I, I thought I'll hear that back when I'm editing. And then all of a sudden, now it's because we've got a brilliant idea. Yes. But I know I said it's common. I mean, now I'm going down the business path. We probably need to get some statistics on how many hoarders there are who buy new houses before we go down the development Yeah, I, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I don't think that hoarding is generally representative of people who move home. Yeah. I think you stay in the one place for a long, long time. And fill time. it up until you can't get out anymore. I guess the thing, the, the difference is that if you are forced to move for a reason, those might be the people, and maybe it's more a rental option where you can rent a fully hoarded house rather than a fully furnished Pre-hoarded. House. Yeah, right. yeah. 
Let, let's say you have a house in England that you rent and your Australian mm-hmm. landlord is onto you, so you have to leave in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to go to a, an empty new home or do you want to go oh, to it's a... It's very cold, isn't it? A pre-warm like house. It's very agoraphobic. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, make you feel just like it's really it's homey. It's exposed. Yeah, so, so if it's pre-hoarded, it's nice and homey. It just do, yeah. do me a favour. Rather than getting this of home. Rather than getting this lady to to clean your house, try mm. to rent it out pre-hoarded As is. and see I like if that. anyone goes, yeah, that's the house for me. Uh, I'd love to see how they would like uh, the real estate agent would present that. Yeah, I've had no overtures. I've had no overtures like that. I've I've had Winston's fix. Can I rent it? I've had, yeah. Currently missing juice bottles full of urine, however. um, Juice bottles? These things were like, you know, massive water bottles, you know, three litre ones. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that's not, that wasn't this tenant, that was a previous tenant. To be fair, that was Fat Shaz, but that's a whole other story. Fat Shaz. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was my first bad tenant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fat Shaz, you're so naughty. My middle tenants were okay. Fat Shaz was when I first left, so I left in 2009. <laughs> yeah. There is nothing okay about calling her Fat Shaz. I just want you to know that. I mean, it's it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> And she's the one with the urine and the urine-soaked uh, Did she go by that name or did that something you gave her? I think she just called herself Sharon. Was that on the, was that on the, <laughs> the lease agreement? I called her Fat Shaz because I was angry with her for Fair ruining enough. my house. Yeah. I don't blame her. Mr. You could call her Filthy Fat Shaz Mrs. and I'd Fat. <laughs> or other. And she went Fat. My, I don't go yeah. as Mrs. Sharon, I go as Fat Shaz. That's right. She also had animals that shat on almost every surface of the house no. and all, everything had to be replaced. Oh, my God. And the house was flea infested, right? That poor house is just like It's gone through hell since filth. I left, yeah. And then the next tenants moved in and it took them six months to kill all the fleas because they kept, you know, when fleas hibernate oh, and so when you get vibration, yeah, they wake don't. up. So they had to keep really? going and keep going. And I'd had professional people come in and vomit, right, and it still didn't. And then I went in and... Years later, they were still there and I went for an inspection and he was talking about a broken tile in the bathroom and I said, oh, if they're still there, I had spare tiles that I put in this little cupboard at the front of the house. I went down, I opened it up and the tiles were still there and I pulled it out and I shit you not, it had cat shit stuck to it. The tile in the cupboard. In the cupboard. How is it that you had such lovely neighbours and your house is being treated like that? Like I thought that was... I didn't, it wasn't my neighbour's job to look after the house. No, no, what I'm saying is I thought it was quite a nice community. It must have been pretty alarming were. for them, poor thing. Cool how does that happen? It is a nice community, but people do keep to themselves. Like they mind their own business. And so this time round, the community was actually what, like it was the neighbours. My neighbours then have left and there's new yeah. people there. But there's someone across the road, they still know who I am. They know I'm connected to Ken Helen. Yeah. So they actually, through the grapevine, reached out. And then this other girl who I don't even know who was in there to look after the snake reached shows. out. No, that's not her name. No, 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 she's nice. This other girl not related at all, the snake, the snake saver. The snake charmer. Snake saver, yeah. She saves animals. She was in there to try and save the snake and she saw the state of the place and was horrified by it. Put it all over Facebook. We had to have that removed because my current, my, my ex-tenant was, you know, carrying on. Well, was she going to sue you? 
Well, that it was implied, Probably. and I'm like, under what oh. grounds? What grounds? I'm not even there. It. I didn't do any of this. That's right. Don't don't try and threaten me. This was the estate agent. I'm like, don't threaten me. Go and sort the issue out. Yeah, do your you've job, been, Mole. You've been inspecting it. You've been taking 12.5% off the rent for yeah, the last disgusting. five years. And you've done nothing. And, by the way, they, they said to me to fix it up. They just said, oh, could you give us £5,000? I'm like, I don't have £5,000. No. I'm, I'm happy to so, take it out of the rental but there is um, nothing. Commission, that rental commission you've taken for you've the last taken few for five years. years. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, it is disgraceful. It's, so obviously they're going to get don't make me That's come the crime. There. there we go. There's the crime. The real estate agents who allow that to happen on their watch and yep. still yeah, yeah. Are, are still paid for something to do what? Yeah. How yeah, many yeah. letters? And I can go back through. How many letters? Letter note to the tenant. Uh, the house is a bit messy. Needs a clean. A bit messy. A bit messy. Mm, a bit messy. Jesus. Feral. It's funny. So someone over there is is outraged about the treatment of her dead snake since she did a runner on it and <laughs> never never gave it a chance. I tell you what, in in this community, if you get a snake inside your house, you or it. even even in the near vicinity, you're getting a shovel or like someone was saying to me the other this day, this wasn't a venomous snake. Have this you got a, have a you pet. got any netting because I need to catch a snake? You know, there, there's all these things that pe- links that people go to because they've well, of course they're venomous and they could kill you or your pets or whatever your children. This but it's just a, this was a harmless. It's snake, just yeah. funny the difference. Yeah, yeah. And of course, snakes are protected over here, so you're not allowed to do anything. But... Meanwhile, I'm glad back you... in Australia. Meanwhile, <laughs> back in Indigo Valley, where they're yeah. killing snakes willy nilly. <laughs> back, back when you actually have to face one and look one in the eye when it's just. Stand about still. to scurry Don't under move. your couch, like, yeah. oh, sorry, mate. You just I know do, you're protected. You do but... you, I'll do me. <laughs> Meet the sharp edge of my shovel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. You look better in halves. <laughs> <laughs> to a friend yesterday who has just rented a place, actually, she's going through a divorce, and she was saying that. She did that to her husband? No. Oh. Nothing, no, no, nowhere related to hoarding, but just that idea of I think the person I would like to sort of the people who look after the real estate agents, she's in a situation where all the things that were promised to her have not been done. Things like you know, there's her front window doesn't close. She, I mean, yeah. she, you know, just minor set things. And she found out who the owner was. She knows who the owner is. She knows lots of people who knows who the owner But the owner wasn't aware of any of this stuff, right? It's that yeah. usual thing of the real estate agent not communicating that with it. And the moment they said to her, look, if you don't do it, I'll go directly to them because I know I'm not supposed to, but nothing's happening going through you and I'm telling you I'm not paying my full rent until these things are done. So you either tell her that or I'll find a way to tell her that. Yeah, yeah. And it's that Perfect. idea of, you know, if you weren't paying for the estate agent to be your representative, well, that's a different thing, but you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah, they get yeah. paid a fee, just yeah. to keep things ticking over. What's annoying about this is the tenant reached out to me a couple of years back and said, I hate the agents, they don't do anything, you know, can I just rent off you privately? I can't do that. It's not like I'm too far away. I can't yeah, nip down can't the road and fix the house. No, no yeah. correct. And so it's not even about enforcing. It is about the maintenance, right? So having someone who can ring contractors and sort that out for me is really good. But these people have been so useless. For the first several years, that those tenants, they were troubled. They were troubled the day they moved in. I'm only, I'm being a little facetious, but they certainly damaged a lot of things. They had, like, I had to replace the boil. I replaced almost everything in it while they were there. 
they've killed the dishwasher, they killed the cooker, I've got to replace that now, you know, the white goods have to be done. But they they cost me a lot of money. They also, I was looking at past correspondence, they didn't pay their rent for nearly a year in COVID. I'm still not convinced that that money was recouped, Hmm. that they actually paid me back all of that. And, you know, what's the point of even bothering to try and go for it now? But I kept saying to the agent, I don't think that they're up to date now. You're like, at one point it, they, they were owing two and a half thousand pounds. They would pay in tiny like bits and pieces and whatever, yeah, and that was their yeah. circumstances. Like that's twenty five dollars thirty eight this it month. Wasn't quite then. that, but it was it was you know a couple of hundred pound here, a couple of hundred pound there. They were doing the best that they could. I understand that, but where was the estate agent in managing yeah, yeah. this, keeping an eye on it, and giving a shit about any of this? It was foreseeable. And the cheek, they had the cheek to say, oh, well, you know, X wanted to throw them out two months ago. And I said, yeah, I know. And I gave her permission. Why didn't she throw them out two yeah, months ago? Yeah, yeah, And it's all in writing because I'm in Australia. I don't ring them. So when they when they did the, oh, you better take this, because um, also the person who found all this was slagging off the estate agent, you better take it offline, you know, you or us, you know, we could get sued. I'm like, there are no grounds to sue me. Don't threaten me. Well done. Bonnie, I think you're right. If you're in a rental situation mm. and there's hoarding going on, yep. then estate agents, I think, definitely have a mm-hmm. role to play. But what about people who just hoard in their own house and yeah. booby trap them and kill themselves well, accidentally I, I, well, with their I own booby Well, I must say, if I was going to sentence someone to some kind of punishment for hoarding, I reckon Homer and Langley got it. Like imagine, imagine booby trapping your own house being, you know, it's so disgusting that there's you can't find your own booby trap. stuff everywhere and you get caught out by your own booby trap. <laughs> oh like it's God. kind of perfect because I can't think of a better a better way to um, to punish it's someone. Just, I actually just think it's quite sad. I don't it know is. if they punished. It's not just sad though. It's disgusting sometimes. But, it's, but you, you know, you talk about communities and you said you had these nice neighbours and how did that happen? But... What are you supposed to do? Knock on their door and no. say, "Look, your house is uh, disgusting." <laughs> when when Fat Shaz lived there, people told me afterwards that they would cross the road. The smell was that bad. Oh, but, but, and, but what... at the time, no one's no but one what... told me how disgusting, including no, no. my lovely neighbours. They didn't want to burden me with it. I'm like, yeah, I could have chucked her out before that. But my, but my point is, it's. It's around the fact that it's not just sad, right? So I don't want to write hoarding off as just being sad because it actually has real implications, whether it's mm, for okay. landlords or for neighbours or whatever. I think that, you know, when when your hoarding gets to a point where... It's antisocial. <laughs> at, at yeah. 100%. Offending people around you, it's not sad anymore. You know, there, there's an element of do it in the privacy of your own home but if the privacy of your own home is going out into... You, you, you know, you say in the privacy of, <laughs> privacy of your own home, but I'm just saying some people have some people have mental health issues that do bleed out to other parts of the community and, and do we vilify them or do we try to help? Well, I think the hard thing is how do you help? Mm. So, you know, if you've got someone who is... This, this one that I saw where the woman is shitting in the front yard <laughs> because her toilet doesn't work. And, and her family. Like, it used to. 
But now there's so much stuff on there's top of it. stuff in and it. And the family yeah, had yeah. to fly in for, I think they were in Miami or something. They had to fly I don't know, but they halfway were, across America. So they mum. got these people involved in the show because it was so disgusting. Yeah. And, and there was a Lots of son living and... with her or a daughter living with her or something. So, what, you know, it was that whole stereotypical I feel like thing. this might be the same as the person I was talking about with the son living there. And they had they couldn't go in the front door. They had to go around the side, and they could only go up the top. They yeah, couldn't possibly. use the toilet either, or the shower. Yeah, right. Yeah, Ooh. it could be. But so she had magazines stacked the in the bathroom bathroom was full of stuff on top too. of the toilet lid, yeah. so she couldn't use it in the toilet. toilet What's wrong know? with that? I, I think it will sound very sort of judgy of me, but <laughs> I watched many, no. many episodes. No. <laughs> I had a little bit of obsession going on there at one point, and there are lots of shows that I've watched that I have. You know, they end up having such a huge degree of empathy for someone that I didn't necessarily think that I would necessarily connect with, or, you know, at the, at the outset. I'm thinking, oh, that doesn't make any sense to me. You you hear the story, you find out someone's background, you see a, a journey that they've gone on, and then it changes your opinion. And you think, oh, gosh, yeah. I've really learned something about there myself and about other that. people. More everything. I don't really remember feeling like that about the hoarders. Right. The hoarders, Sorry, I thought you were saying they, you did. No. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Total opposite. I thought you were going, the hoarders, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a group of people be more belligerent when it came to being yes. given help where they just go, no. They don't want help. No, they don't, don't want it. they've got don't a want problem. It. And the way they treat their own, like, you know, sometimes it was their husband or wife, certainly their children. They their don't kids want the help. They're, they're not care. asking Correct. for it. It's being foisted upon Correct. them because everyone exactly else is telling them the way they live is wrong. Schmitty, neither the serial killers. And Precisely, yet here we are. but they're not actually breaking the law. Well, they are. They are. Are and they? If I fill course. my house up with the only thing, there are ordinances about fire risks. If you and stuff, shit right? in your Which front yard, <laughs> yes, you are breaking the law. Yes. If you if your house becomes I'm trying full to think of... if I've ever shut in the front yard, I haven't. I've definitely done a wee <laughs> around the <laughs> side though. Swanee, we, we found it. We found a crime that she hasn't done. I have sure, weed around the side. Has. I have done I a wee around you. the side when it was absolutely wow. busting and all the toilets were in use. I haven't but either. I've I never just, shut in the front or backyard. I thought about it. There's you so could get away with it in our front yard. At the moment, there are so many pine needles in our garden. No one would even know. Oh, God, where we are, you could easily do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, it be able to thrill? We're on yeah, though. Public yeah. defecation <laughs> is not something that I've done more than a couple of it, times, and probably when I say a couple of times, when I was bushwalking or something. Yeah, you told and us about no that in an earlier I don't podcast. think I have. Oh, yeah, that's right. That time when I really got caught short, yeah. yeah that was yeah. quite yeah. recent, actually. Caught yeah. short. <laughs> I did. I got caught short. There was no no public toilet, and it was very embarrassing. Pull over, Tony. Yeah. It was in the bush colour. No one saw it. Right. It was miles away from anyone. Oh look, I've had plenty. They I've had plenty of city situations just getting into my front door. Don't worry it's, about that. I mean, you, if we want it, we're on this whole topic. What about joggers who quite happily squat, yes. stop yeah. and squat? Because well, apparently you know, that was a thing. Yes. It's, it's the repeat doing it in the same spot. Offenders, yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah. They were getting books last year. In the in COVID, there were joggers getting booked because they were just dropping a squat quite happily. Oh, that's fair. They didn't even bring a doggy that's bag fair. to pick it up. That's fair. I'm, okay I'm, with I'm that. fine with them being fined. Yeah, it's yeah. one thing to shit it literally. It's I one thing to shit in your own backyard. It's quite different to shit yeah, on the streets. <laughs> Down in the park. You dirty know? joggers, dirty joggers. Um, so I reckon I've got a punishment. So I think um, people who hoard and own their own home, similar to the um, Collier brothers, should have it raised so it gets burnt to the ground. With all, like, don't, don't get the 120 tonnes of junk out 
and try to sort through Seems it. Seems a bit pointless if you were going to just burn oh, what down a anyway. waste yeah. of effort. Burn the whole lot down and then they can have a tiny home. So if they're going to hoard, they can only hoard a tiny, tiny, tiny amount On before the their house land. is full. Well, no, yeah, yeah but, but you could even subdivide the block of land that had a big house into it into like 10 blocks with tiny homes so that 10 hoarders could live in a tiny, tiny home that they will fill okay. their house before they're yeah, yeah, being yeah. so offensive. Yeah, so they and get put to a public toilet in a on house the block as well. The size of the kitchen that I'm sat in right now. Okay, pretty much. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But but then you could have a public toilet as well, so that all of the other tiny homes on the block could urinate or defecate somewhere sanitary. Yeah, and the public toilet probably needs to be cleaned regularly. And it no could, it could have one of those flush buttons. Have you seen the? No, no. Have you seen the ones that play music? And I swear, the minute someone walks out, they flush the whole thing and just go, "This is gross." And (laughs) so so then, when you walk in, they're always wet. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting, but yeah. Oh God, we're on a lot of urine and shit today, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) On a load of old shit. (laughs) So, Swannies, I think you're a bit like me, a bit tired. You could actually, you could actually title this episode "What Load of Old Shit." What a load of old old shit. Because I think we've been the most offensive to the group of orders of any group that we've ever been offensive to. There have been many. There have been many. I would be comfortable having someone come on this episode and talk to us about why we should be more sympathetic towards hoarders because just because I it's don't a mental illness. I know why I should be because it's a mental health issue, but I, that's not really the point of this. Is it? <laughs> no, it's a disorder. There's <laughs> no, who am I? There's no understanding of what causes it. You know, they might. Oh my god! Edit that out. Oh my no, god. No. <laughs> it's funny, Swanee. Swanee, they might like to offend their neighbours. You know, we don't know what they might just be they, complete they just don't assholes. Care. I they, don't think they care. They don't care. They do not care. But that's my point. They don't so care. call it mental health, but you know, it could just be assholes. They're just selfish. So, so well, they are. I mean, me, me, to... me, 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 and my <laughs> shit. Judgy, no, judgy, judgy. Well, I think the other the other thing, if you really want to punish these people, is you put them in a trial by wine world in a space where they have no belongings, they have nothing to hoard, and they yeah. have a no metric on display home. Yes, a metric on display home where you can't pick anything up; it's all just stuck down. So yes. you know, there's <laughs> there's no way to move anything. Nothing is delivered to the house. You have no access to be able to buy anything. Yes. You so the opposite of your tiny homes full of hoarders and their yeah. holding shit. Huge It's like lovely, beautiful houses that are completely clear and clean. Yeah. All right, and Swanee, any parting thoughts after your last statement of complete <laughs> abject lack of sympathy? Yeah. No, no. I think I've said everything I need to say. I, I just you're standing if, firm. If, if if I if I start at a central point and I go down, you know, if I split wow. it going down to two paths and we assume that they've got mental health issues and we'll just park it there and leave it. But let's park those people. I'm not going to not going to be. And if we go down the other path, then, you know, I think get those places cleaned up and they have no access to the things that mm. have just put such a huge wedge between them and their, the people that are supposed to be the most important to them, whether it be their, their children, their grandchildren, their partners. Unbelievable how they've just been able to go, sorry, I can't prioritise that relationship, when the people are begging them for... Just a little something. No, no, no I'm asking to them to be tidy. Some it's people just... spend a lot of time and effort cleaning their homes. You know, be better. Not that. You it's don't not understand that. how important this broken umbrella is to me. Yeah, exactly. 
That's exactly. I don't. I'm not an octopus. I don't need five pianos. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, excellent work, Clarky. That was a nice, <laughs> nice um, move Great away topic. from murder. Loved it. Enjoyed wow. it. We we love things that are a bit gross. And you and thought it was going to be a short story. We love a lot. You were worried about it, and you didn't think we'd carry on about it. Big love to Fat Shaz, wherever you are out there. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd get. I'd give you a hug all the way around, but I can't reach. I don't even, I never met her. She probably wasn't that fat. I was just angry with her. In terms of my tenants that recently left, I recognise that they've got a lot of issues. They have things to deal with themselves, but you shouldn't leave someone else's property in that kind of a state. Great story, (laughs) Clarkie. Thank you very much. You thought we didn't find the humour in it, but we certainly did. did. Oh, we certainly did in the end, Yeah, we're good like that. All right. And as we say every week, miss you already. Ciao. Bye. Miss you already. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine, or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com, to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.